Welcome to Scale School, my friends. I'm Dan Bolton, and my purpose here is simple. I wanna help you increase the scalability of your coaching or consulting business so as it gets bigger, life gets better. Here we will be talking everything from getting clients, keeping clients, teams, leadership, but most importantly, making scaling simple and fun again. Thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you get a ton out of today's episode. Let's get into it. So I will I will tell the story from my end and then you can fill in the gaps and then you can kind of give us a bit of an update. So sure. I, I actually saw Grayson on TikTok first time. He was doing some dancing. No, I'm kidding. He wasn't. He was just doing those great direct-to-camera videos. And uh, I'd seen him, I'd seen you, brother, maybe on uh TikTok, Instagram, basically wherever shorts were. And then somewhere along the way, uh, actually someone who's a client now, Brandon Forbes, connected me with you. He's like, yeah, I've got this guy who's running a content agency. He can totally help with uh, your editing. And I was like, fantastic. We get on a call. And at that time, and this was end of last year, Grayson was running a content editing agency. So he took over our long form content and our short form content. And eventually he took the journey that many agencies take, which is like, hey, like this is cool and all, but like, is there a world where I don't have to do everything for everyone all the time? And we're like, yep, there's this thing called coaching. And he obviously knew what that was. Um, I'm, I'm making him sound dumber than he is. <laughs> he was wanting to just step into coaching. And it's your first initial offer, brother, was for content agencies. Is that right? Uh, no, I mean, my my first initial offer was uh, broad, just like coaches and agency owners, 10 clients guaranteed or a refund, you know, That's all your right. money back. That was my, <laughs> that was my first ever offer. So. Right. And that was the first call we had. And you were like, yeah, man, I've right. got this like 10 clients guaranteed or you don't pay off. I was like, sick. I mean, people will say yes, but like, that's really hard. How about we dial that in? And then, then from there, the next iteration was you working with content agency owners. And that was only five months ago, maybe four and a half months ago. And then somewhere along the way, you, you helped agency owners become coaches, which is your current offer. And when you joined... Yeah with me, you had the agency in the background and you were making not $0 a month as a coach, but a couple of grand, right? Like you had a few people that you'd sold into like some group program. Is that right? Yeah. I actually went back and looked at the the Stripe dashboard right before this call. Um, the month before we started working together, I had collected like 12K from my 10 clients guaranteed offer, um, which I never actually had to refund anybody. So I guess that's good news, but we ended up collecting about 12K that month, but that was that was from the audience I had built up over the last, like, I don't know, six months. And then at that point, you were getting clients, like, like you said, you were running ads on TikTok. You were doing all sorts of stuff. And then you refined this process around Instagram. And so it's important for me to mention that Instagram is not new for us. It's not like a new platform where where when I heard Grayson was crushing with it, I was like, I've never heard of any of this stuff before. Like we, we ran an agency in, for years and we were running... Instagram DM ads and follow ads and things like that. But I'd never seen someone pull it together like this in the simplest funnel possible. And you guys know I'm a huge fan of simplicity and focus and lean and mean. And that's exactly what Grayson built. And so um, Grayson, anything else you want to share about the last few months before we get into like the actual system itself in terms of like how you came to refine the system, the lessons and things like that? Um, I mean, I feel like the, just like any other system, it's like, I think a lot of people see it and they think it's obviously we sell it as marketers as this brand new shiny thing, but it's like just it's, in theory, it's the same as everything else, right? It's the same as like you get leads, you nurture them, you convert them. It's like the same as any other funnel. Um, so, you know, a bad offer, bad messaging, 
it's not it's not going to work with the IG funnel. So it's more of just like a in my eyes, it's like a it's a great way to to build your audience using paid ads with consistency and convert them. But obviously, a good offer and all that stuff is is more important than just the funnel itself, right? So hundred percent. So let me share my screen and then uh, I I will introduce this and then we will um kind of, I'll hand over to you, brother. So I, by the way, you can also share your screen if there's anything you want to share. I've just got my iPad handy if you want me to take notes. The simplest way I, I understand this, we think about business in five core functions, okay? This is really important. If you want to write this down, this is a helpful lens to look through all of business in. Uh, this is this came from a mentor of mine called Alex Scharfen, and uh, he simplified business for me when he wrote this out, Okay. There are five cool functions to every business, not just online businesses, not just coaching businesses, every business. Lead gen, lead nurture, conversion, delivery, retention, resell, and upsell. Okay. So that's every business. Every business around falls into having these five core functions. The purpose of looking at your five core functions is figuring out where are you strongest and where are you weakest. So lead generation is someone raising their hand. Lead nurture is warming them up from not knowing you to knowing you and liking you and trusting you. Conversion is taking those warm people and turning them into clients. Delivery is actually delivering on the goods, delivering on the promise that you made them. And then retention is, can I keep them? Resell is can I resign them? And then upsell is if you have like back end office and things like that. The way that I've simplified this for us is this simple kind of framework. So it's the same thing. It mirrors lead gen, lead nurture, but it's crowd, community, converted, clients, core. So in other words, when you look at it like this, you realize that there are people who are in the crowd that, that aren't a part of the community, that aren't linked in, they know you exist. Their name exists in the database somewhere. Maybe they're a Facebook friend, an Instagram follower, an email list, but they're not yet engaging. They're not yet lent in. The goal is to convert them into community, right? Is to actually take them from people who are unknown to known, from people who don't know us to people who know, like, and trust us. Converted is the process that we take people through to take them from strangers and fans and friends and community members into clients. And another way to say this actually clients is just committed, right? So they've paid, fantastic, but this is not the highest form of someone being a client in your world is they're committed. The highest form is core, okay? That's the highest form. Now, what we're going to be focusing in on for this call is taking people from crowd to community to converted, okay? So I've got a super fancy funnel here that I think as far as I know, Grayson has a three-step funnel. So we can use this uh, little thing and I can kind of draw along with it. But Grayson, let's go through each step of this one by one. So over, overall, we'll just give the quick high level. You run ads, yep. you have short form content, you have long form content, people get nurtured, you send some messages, people become clients. That's yes. the absolute 101 way to look at it. Obviously, there's ninja stuff that we're going to dive into, but that's the high level, right? Yeah. Perfect. So break down the social funnel for us, talking, starting with like step one. So, so assuming someone has an offer, they know who they're working with, they've got the niche, like, like where do we start with looking at the system? Yeah. The first step for me is always figuring out what is you know, your messaging. And if that's, if we're, I'm assuming are we moving past, hey, they sort of figured out their messaging and now we're mm -hmm. just moving on to ads. Yep. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but we can we can loop back to messaging and people have questions around what works and what doesn't. But let's assume yeah. that people have an offer, have messaging, and then we can talk about that if they need to. Yeah. The simple the simple first step is just to launch your your first ad. Um, and I don't you know a lot of people view ads as this kind of like uh, this thing that's completely separate from content. But with the the reason that we use a social funnel is so that we view those basically as the same thing. And it's just like, hey, if we can get the organic traction we need to acquire clients, great. We don't need paid ads. What, but what social funnel paid ads or profile visit ads using Instagram do is they just allow you to put your offer and put yourself in front of more people consistently. Mm -hmm. So we just create really, really simple ads that look like organic content, right? It's just providing value. Typically the three-step framework for an ad creative is qualify, value, call to action. And the call to action is typically always um, gonna be follow for more and go through past content. So that's the super, super simple framework. Um, and the whole goal of these ads, you know, typically we launch at about 30 bucks a day is what I typically recommend almost every single client to start with. And then we, you know, that that's depending on what niche they're in, that's going to get them somewhere between like, you know, five and, and 20 people a day. So perfect. So let's break those down. What did you say the three elements of the ads were? Yeah. So first step is qualify. So that's really going to be about, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure everybody here has heard the ad. If you're this and you want to do this, right? Like that's, that's kind of like the qualification. Mm -hmm. I personally like to make it a bit more like a, like if you just came across it, you'd think it's a native video. Mm -hmm. So I don't like to start off like a typical ad creative. Hey, if you're this, right. I like to do what I call like speaking to the future, which is like, instead of saying, Hey, are you, you know, fat, broken, ugly and attracting those kind of people, you sort of more just speak <laughs> to where do they actually want to, where do they want to go to instead? Right. Yeah. Um, and so like, if I'm, if go ahead no, no, I was just going to say, so for you, it's like, it's around money, right? Because obviously your business. Goes, yeah. So, so if I'm, money. yeah. So if I'm working with, you know, agency owners who are already doing 10, 20 K a month, and I'm trying to tell them to launch a coaching offer, because that's kind of my offer. That's what I do. Then I'm not going to say, Hey, are you stuck running an agency? I'm more going to, I'm more just going to say, Hey, if you're looking to launch a, a coaching program and scale to 50 K a month, here's how, right. Giving people kind of like a glimpse of what the future could look like for them. Perfect. What was step number two of this? Step two is value. And this is the part that most people skip. And this is kind of the part that skipped in most direct response ads where it's just, hey, here's the offer. Like this is typically like, here's what we're going to do for you. And then they say, you know, click the link below. The value piece is you actually have to give value in order to get a follower. Um, so it's typically like a two or three step framework. I like to think in like frameworks. So, you know, here's step one, here's step two, and here's step three. And then shoot me a follower for more call to action. So, and that was the CTA at the end. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about this from a high level perspective right now. It's interesting. Like I'm a huge fan of organic when you can have organic. I have yet to find a consistent way to work organically on Instagram. I find it's like kind of the spray and pray approach. People are like dancing and reels and they get some followers and things like that. But in terms of your ability to go follow and unfollow that used to work, it doesn't really work anymore. Hashtags don't really work anymore. What's been your experience with people who try and do organic this way? Um, I mean, I just think like I relying on Instagram's algorithm to per, to tell you how much revenue you're going to make inside your coaching business is probably the worst way to run your business. So I do not like to rely on organic. I view everything that comes in organic as like a bonus. Like if I, you know, that's the way I view YouTube. It's just as a nurturing mechanism. And so if I get any leads through YouTube, it's pretty much just a bonus for me, but I don't like to rely on it. I love it. And, and just to bring everyone up to speed. So like, let's, let's look at this for a second. So in our world here, I know there's some new faces here. We kind of uh, talk about this three-pronged approach. And I know the third thing is you haven't even launched it yet, which is email, right, Grayson? So you're like in the process of launching email. Yeah, we're launching it on a, on Friday. So in our world, we really focus on two things, okay? The first is what we call the community funnel. 
Now, in my experience, of course, we just heard from Tina a couple of minutes ago that she's crushing it on LinkedIn. So if you have a platform you're already crushing it on, that's typically going to be the answer to where do I focus my time to build the community funnel is wherever you've got the most traction right now. But if people uh, don't already have a lot of traction, then I just suggest picking between Facebook and Instagram. Now, now for me, and, and you're you're welcome to challenge this, Grayson, because that's this call is really about the system that's worked for you. Facebook for me is the best place to grow organically, hands down. Like you can you can add people, you can uh, post content and get shared on other people's profiles. Like there are so many different ways to grow organically. I've grown 500 followers on Facebook the last 30 days, no ads, right? It's just like really, really simple system. But where that becomes limiting, of course, is that you can't, uh, it's harder to predictably scale. Now, Facebook groups would be like another example that does work really well. And you can run ads to that. We're in the midst of trying to test profile growth ads. But where I see Instagram being really helpful is number one, if you enjoy Instagram, I think that's a, a key metric to think about. Like I actually enjoy Instagram. Number two, if you've got some ad budget to play with, which we can talk about what that looks like in a moment in terms of ads and where you should start, then that's something to think about. And then number three, if you're even hitting that point of like organic growth tap out and you simply want to add an additional channel, this can also be really helpful. And then the thing that we add in with all community funnels is when the timing is right. And I would say typically... And Grayson, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Do you get people to add in YouTube right away? Is that even something you teach? For me, I find people need to be typically making some money, having the messaging clearer to kind of launch in YouTube to have that longer form. We kind of see that at around 20 to 30K a month. I'd love to know kind of how you see that. That's actually perfect. So this is uh, the framework that I use. I have like the the 30K roadmap, which I give to all my clients. And it's, it's typically um, from zero to 30K in monthly recurring revenue. I don't have them launch YouTube at all besides one key YouTube asset, which I call your my story video. And as coaches, I typically have them create like a 20, 25 minute video that's like details, you know, how you got to where you're at. And that's like one asset you create one time. You don't need to boat, you don't need to make one video a week. You just create one time and you can use that as a huge sales asset. Um, so I just have them create that. And then after 30K, you can go make two, three videos a week, like, you know, you and I are or whatever, but yeah. Someone just asked, should they hold questions to the end? No, drop them in the chat as we go. So let's talk about ads, brother. So firstly, there was a, a budget recommendation that you talked about that you, you suggest people start with. So what was that? Yeah, typically about 30 bucks a day. That's where we start. So about 900 bucks a month. Um, that's typically gives uh, Instagram enough data to actually play with to find your ideal audience. Um, and what I tell everybody is go into ads with the expectation the first $500 you spend is going to be thrown down, down the drain. But after that, Instagram will start finding your ideal audience. So if you don't have 500 bucks to waste, I would try and focus more on maybe organic or Facebook until you can you know, spend about 900 bucks a month consistently. And so let's go through uh, some of the like step-by-step -step of this. So we've, the ad strategy is a video ad. So we're doing a, vi uh, we're doing, doing a reel. The reel has three stages to it, qualify. So number one, we speak to people's... Um, aspiration. And I think this is really key for everyone here listening. Speaking to people's aspiration is such a key marketing hack. I'll never forget being at a Brendan Bouchard event years ago when he was talking about how everyone misunderstands niches. And he was talking about how niche marketing was actually much different than it, than it is today. Once upon a time, niche marketing existed because you had a vacuum cleaner and then you had to figure out how to sell that vacuum cleaner to the office assistant for their office, for the stay-at-home mom, for the whatever it might be. And you had to figure out how to create niche messaging 
to sell that one product. But then he said how most people then got it all wrong with the online space is that they only started to think about niches through the lens of I only work with chiropractors or I only work with real estate agents. And so here's a guy, Brendan Bashad, who'd been doing eight figures a year for like a decade. And he had this core program called Experts Academy. And he helped his, his niche, check this out. His niche was speakers, online trainers, facilitators, experts, coaches, consultants, online marketers. Like he, he was really broad, right? But where he rallied people around was the aspiration. And so I really want you to be thinking about with it, when it comes to your audience, what is their core aspiration? This is where you actually niche is you don't just niche around just the thing that people are right now or the thing that people are experiencing, but the person they want to become and the result they want to achieve. So Grayson, we've got this ad, right? We're going to set it up. It's a video. Now, what does this process on a tactical level look like for you? Are you uh, recording a bunch of these and then split testing them? Are you going all in on one one ad? What does that look like? The wonderful thing about uh, Zuckerberg is that he makes things really hard for us sometimes. So there's pretty much, there's a couple ways you can try and test and see, hey, is this ad working better than the other? But the reality is that like, most of the time, you're going to have to craft really good messaging in your ad that speaks really well to where your prospects want to aspire to be, gives really good value. Um, and that's pretty much all you can do. In terms of testing, you can look at you know cost per profile visit. You can look at cost per follower. I think those metrics don't matter because as someone just dropped in the chat earlier, your cost per, per profile, profile visit or your cost per follower might be super low. And you might think that's awesome, right? but you might be getting all the wrong followers. So I, the only metric that I look at is cost per qualified follower. Um, and so we track, we actually track that KPI is when we when we DM people, when we walk them through the DM script and we finally get to the point where they're qualified, we figure out, okay, how much does that actually cost? Because that's pretty much the only metric that matters to me. That's great to know. And so with these, with these ads, just so I understand, so are you testing multiple at the same time when you launch or doing? Uh, yeah, I'm, I usually, when, when people are starting, it's typically two ads at 15 bucks a day each. Fantastic. And so let's get te technical for a second, right? So $15 a day each, fantastic. So are these boosted posts in IG? Are these set up through the ads manager? Yeah. So if you have followers that are already your ideal prospects, your ideal clients, then you just go in, you press automatic targeting, you boost it because Instagram takes that as a list, uses it basically as a lookalike, boost it out to more people just like that. Now, if you don't have those you know, followers that are qualified, that are your ideal prospects, maybe you have friends and family, right? That are still following you on Instagram, boosting it on automatic targeting, you know, you'll see results, but it might take, you know, six, you know, 30 to 30 to 60 days for Instagram to find those right people. Right. And so if you want to speed up that process, the other option is to actually do your own targeting. Um, and so there's two ways to do that. You can either import a lookalike audience by going to scrape one, right? Like scraping a, a list of emails, importing it, creating a lookalike audience, and then running your, boosting your ads to those people. Or you can mess with the targeting inside of when you're actually on your phone going to boost it. There's a few interest-based things you can do inside of there. You can target countries. You can target certain interests. Love that. So just to be clear, um, qualified, if you have already have a following on Instagram, a lot of them are qualified. Auto, if you don't have uh, qualified people, you do targeting. When you say scrape one, I, the way you said it sounded like it's a website. Yeah, we there's two places we do it. We either go to igleads.io. It's a, it's a great place to scrape them from. It'll... It, it's not like it just basically takes data from Instagram hashtags and Instagram keywords and it scrapes a bunch of usernames and then figures out what those emails attached are and it, it'll create a lookalike for you. Um, right. Now, it really depends on your niche for this website, whether you're going to get good leads or not, or good uh, emails. 
Yeah. Now, the other place to do it is just to go on Fiverr and find a list scraping, you know, someone who actually do it manually. Typically, they, they snag it from LinkedIn. Um, so it really depends on your niche, uh, whether it's going to work. Totally makes which, sense. Which one will work better for you? But, and then, but what you're saying is don't run them to the list, create a lookalike audience based on that list. Yes. Yeah. Run it to a lookalike based on that list. Great. And just... For anyone who's new to ads and is like getting lost, the great thing about Google and YouTube is you can just search this. You can create, you can search how to create lookalike audience, right? And it's very straightforward once you get your head around it. It's obviously a lot to get your head around at first when we're using all these terms and things like that. Okay, so we're doing two reels, two reels where let's say we're starting at $15 a day. The goal is to get qualified leads to not become famous. We're not trying to go viral. We're trying to get qualified people to follow us. That's the key metric. And so the way that we optimize for that in Instagram is where the campaign is optimizing for profile visits. So we can't optimize for followers from a campaign level. We have to track that separately, but that's it in a nutshell, right? Two video reels. We either have targeted followers already. So we just do order targeting. If they're not qualified and not targeted, then we build a lookalike audience based off data we can get from our email list or scraping a list somewhere else. And then we basically start tracking cost per qualified follower every day. Is that right? Yep. Did I miss anything, dude? Nope, that's perfect. Perfect. So is there anything, so when we're talking about this top of funnel, is there anything else we need to kind of dive into in this particular thing? I know you run retargeting ads. We can talk about that. I imagine that's more bottom of funnel. How, how what else might we be missing at this top of funnel level? In the top of funnel, there's there's not really much you're missing. Everything else is going to be towards the the middle of funnel. Cool. Um, this is pretty much the only thing that you have to do in order to actually get you know build your following and start building your crowd of people. So amazing. And so from here, do we want to talk at all about profile setup right now, or will that come into it, the rest of what we're talking about in terms of? Yeah, that's definitely that's going to be top of funnel for sure. Perfect. So let's talk um, about that. What what do people need to do? Let's say their yeah. their Instagram right now is it's just been a random collection of photos, right? Yeah. So you mind if no... I share my screen and yeah, please go for it. Here's my profile. Can you guys see this? Username, obviously, I just put my name. A lot of people want to put their business name. Just just use your personal brand. Best way to do it. Uh, profile picture. I like to have a really really good you know bright profile picture. They know who I am. They can see my facial features. You know, builds a little more trust. I'm not super far away. They know what I look like. Now, in terms of the bio. Um, if you're running ads, you typically want to have first name, last name here. Otherwise your ad account might have some troubles because uh, you have to put your ID in there. If you're going to run ads on Instagram. Um, in the bio, I typically put the offer on the first line. So who do I help? What do I help them do? Right. I help business coaches and consultants scale 80K a month. Great. And then I always have a call to action. Mine is DM me grow. We'll bring somewhere plan. Um, that's because I'm launching a, a free course and I don't have a lead magnet yet, <laughs> but I'm doing that next week. Um, and the last thing is just free training because my goal is to get everybody to push towards being, you know, go from crowd to community. And the best way to build community is long form content. So I have my YouTube channel linked right there. Then after that, I have a ton of testimonials, just pretty much stacks and stacks of pretty much every testimonial that I've ever gotten. I've, I've posted on my story on Instagram and I have it right here in my highlights. So if you go click on any of those, you'll see 20 that. per. Yeah. Just can I just... build a lot of, uh, yeah. I was just going to jump in for a second tactical ninja tactic, um, URL genius. Why do we use that? Yeah. So what this does URL genius, if you see that right there slash YouTube, so that creates a deep link. So if someone's on their phone and they want to go watch your YouTube channel, if you just put the channel, the, you know, link to your YouTube channel, it'll take them to the YouTube app 
or sorry, it'll take them to your YouTube channel, but it'll be inside of the Instagram app. So it'll be a web page that pops up inside of Instagram and they can't actually subscribe inside of Instagram. Yeah, so they can't comment, they does, can't like. Yeah, so what this does is it forces them, it takes them straight to the actual YouTube page rather than just you know inside of the Instagram app. So that's what a deep link does. We also do the same thing back towards um, Instagram is inside of our YouTube descriptions. We have an Instagram deep link that takes them directly to Instagram right there. So love that. Thanks for sharing. And then after that, it, the rest of it just comes down to your content. And so I post pretty much all reels. Uh, I think video is the best way to build trust. And so I post pretty much all reels, unless I'm going to do some sort of league magnet, actual post, something like that. Um, and so you can feel free to go check out a lot of, you know, the reels that I post and stuff in terms of how to do these covers, super, super simple. You just go on Canva, Instagram, real cover, super simple to make. Um, and I just took a little pattern there to make it look a little more, you know, like I'm, like I'm trying. So that's pretty <laughs> I love it, dude. much it. And so one of the things we might dig into this in uh, future layers as we go through this funnel, but one of the things I like about your reels, Grayson, is uh, they're not all teach style content. So I've seen you talk about why you eat steak every day, your favorite hoodie. Like, what? how do you think about content from that perspective? Because I think one of the risks so many coaches make when it comes to their content online is they come across as smart but boring, right? Yeah. There's no real like life substance to it. So how do you think about the content that you're currently posting to kind of get a broad range of topics covered? I think the key thing is to actually just not think about it. <laughs> I think like most people, what they do is they think too much and they think, how can I speak to my audience? And how can I, and I think like in terms of your ads, think about those, worry about those, script the crap out of those things. In terms of your content, don't think about it. Like whatever you're passionate about, make a video about it. Like I posted a workout video the other day. I posted a video about the social funnel right after it. There was literally a video, no, no value, no business, just a video of me jumping rope. That was it. <laughs> yeah. So I it's like, that. I don't like to think about like, I'm, I'm stuck into a niche. I want to give people things to attach to. And if I just mm -hmm. talk about business all the time and funnels, that doesn't give a lot of people, it doesn't give people things to kind of raise their hand and go, Oh, I relate to you on that. So. I love that. So Gamal asks, uh, my profile visits suck, really unqualified people following me every day. Any tips for better fit? So I'm sure you get questions like this all the time. How do you, how would you start to think about this to get more qualified people coming through the social one? Uh, yeah. What, uh, what niche are you in? I don't know if you can answer yep. or whatever. I help um, e-com brands that are already established like 30, 40, 50 K a month. Uh, we help them go from like 500K a year to like 5 mil a year. But I'm getting a okay. whole lot of people want to start a brand. Yeah, that's actually super funny because e-com brands are probably, the, I've worked with three of them. They're probably the hardest people to reach. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, I was honestly going to be my guest before you said it. Um, so e-com brands is going to be a, a pretty wide net thing. Um, and sort of like, you know, you catch a few, a few ones out of the wide net. Um, I would say that the number one thing you can do if your targeting is bad is first of all, have the right messaging. So really go back and do a critique of your ad scripts. Are you speaking to like, is there anything that would make your video really speak well to someone who's starting off in e-com and make sure that your video, like you want your videos to be boring for anybody that's not a perfect fit client. And so if it's just go, kind of go back and do a critique and if it if, if that's the case, then I would just say like, you know, have a little more patience and let Instagram do its thing. Yeah, I, I speak directly to them. I'm like, hey, if you're at 50K a month and you're experiencing these problems and blah, blah, blah. But I think people just would like to get there eventually. So they're like, let me just follow now. Um, so that's when aspirational could backfire. 
Uh, and then you said, uh, but I'm I'm also at like four, four or five hundred bucks on ad spend now. So you mentioned that sometimes eventually the algorithm would figure itself out. How do you realize that? How do you let the algorithm know who the right people are? Yeah, as your as your qualified follower count goes up, right? So if you're spending the same amount on ads, but you're gonna but you're increasing the amount of qualified followers you're getting, that's how you're gonna test if your ads are continuing to optimize. And we test, I know a lot of people are asking in the chat, how do you figure out, you know, qualified followers? We walk sure. people through a DM script. Typically, most people's DM script has some sort of section where you ask a qualifying question. Hey, how much are you making a month or something along those lines? What are you doing in revenue? And then at that point, uh, I have a VA who kind of like monitors my Instagram DMs and she'll go in and track the number of qualified followers we get per day. So just to clarify, because a couple of people ask this, so spend a hundred bucks, get a hundred followers. You try to DM everybody. Five of them are qualified enough. So your VA would update the sheet to be like, all right, we got like $20 or qualified lead. Kind of, that's how it works. Exactly. Yeah. So it'd be $25, $25 per, per qualified follower in that case. And I just want to clarify something because I think there might be some confusion around it. When Grayson was talking about the video script, qualify value CTA, qualify is about the aspiration at the start, but it doesn't mean he's not actually adding qualifiers throughout the video. So if we take those first few seconds of a video, it's like, hey, if you're wanting to launch a 50K a month uh, online coaching offer, then let me share the three biggest thing. In that video, Grayson, correct me if I'm wrong, you still speak often to people like you might be stuck in agency work, you're done for you, it's hard, here's why done with you is better. So it's not as if you only say if you want to start a 50K a month coaching business, here are three tips. And then you give people free tips and then your followers are only a bunch of people who want to start coaching businesses. It's that's the call out at the start. And then as you go deeper, you can still qualify by talking about people's current situations and their current challenges. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. It's almost impossible not to speak to their current situation. I just like in the hook, like in the qualification section, which is typically the first sentence of the video, right before it cuts to the next line or whatever. Um, I like to get out some sort of aspiration that people are shooting for because I think it's going to make it more likely they're actually going to watch the video because if they just come, they scroll across your ad and it's the typical, hey, if you're this and you want to go here, here's how. That's like, you know, the most overplayed ad script of all time. So, yeah. The, also, one thing that I would add, Grayson, and, and, and this is more just feedback from something that I've seen work for me, is in my stories highlights actually adding two other components. So I think having stacks of testimonials is really great. Obviously, if you don't yet have stacks of testimonials, that's something you can work towards, but it's, it's adding two more highlights. The first is generic life stuff from your stories. So can you bring up your profile again, Grayson, just so people understand what I'm talking about? So the highlights yeah. is those little circles below his profile where you can basically pin previous stories. So all those testimonial things are previous stories of his. Can you just click on one so we can get, so we understand what they are? Yep. Let me see if it's going to. Yeah. I actually don't know how it works on desktop so we can try it out. There we go. Perfect. So these are all just stories that Grayson has used previously. What I would add in based on my own experience is two other ones at the start that gives people context around who we are. The first is just generic life stuff. Because people love getting to know us. So it's not just about, is this person smart and trustworthy? It's, do I like them and do I connect with them? So that's the first piece is like life stuff. The second piece is I love linking to long form training. So if I, if I uh, let me see if I can bring mine up real quick. I'll just try and find it. Um, you want me to bring yours up? So you'll see there's life trainings and results. So if you click on trainings, so this is all links to, um, I love it's like not working. You're like, sweet. I know, desktop is so slow. 
it is, dude. It's bizarre. But free trainings basically is just links to previous videos that people can dive into. Because the problem is if they only have short form when they come uh, to work with us, right? That's helpful, but there's still a lot of context we need to give them. And so having a free trainings highlight that people can go through and see like all our previous videos, even if you only have one to start off with, I think is really, really helpful. So that's just something that I would add uh, on there. So um, anything like else you want to add around, anything else you want to add around setting up the profile? Again, assuming people have a bunch of random content on the Instagram, it's not intentional. What you've mentioned so far is obviously start posting content. That's the first piece. The second piece is set it up where it's like, this is who I help. Uh, DM me grow if you want to brainstorm a game plan or a lead magnet and then give people a free training. Anything yeah, else so you in our, add there? Yeah, the last thing I'll add is like in our uh, like zero to 30K roadmap, we always say, hey, create your first nine feeler reels. And those are typically like, hey, put out nine reels that are, you know, would follow the ad framework and kind of see what which performs best organically. And maybe you won't get any organic engagement because you don't have a ton of, uh, you don't have a huge following. But this, what this will also do, it fill up a full grid for you. So you have a full three by three grid on your front page of reels, because in the creative, we say, you know, go through my past content. And if you don't have past content, then it's going to be, <laughs> there's nothing for them to go through. Yeah. So. Uh, Jay just asked, is there any CRM that you use when it comes to the stuff? Or is it literally a VA in there just going, this person said they're an agency. So they're now qualified. So I marked them on the KPI track. Yeah, I call it, uh, I call it the internal Instagram CRM. Um, it's a, it's a little bit complicated. I can share it if you want. It might take like two, two or three minutes to do, but it's basically yeah, just it. like labeling. It's like labeling different things. Um, cause if you have, so if you switch your Instagram account to a professional account, I'll share my, my phone here. Yeah. yeah the reason switch why it to I a business you, account. Yeah. The reason why I ask ahead. is, uh, I never ran Instagram follower ads. We've always did just straight to the DMs, but like around like $500 a day, um, in ad spend, it gets like, like overwhelming. Cause I do like what you're talking about. You're probably talking about like you label it like book call or like sale. Like we do the same thing, but like at, yeah. at some point it gets like a little bit, like a lot. Cause I got a lot of traffic coming from TikTok as well too, uh, along with yeah. our ads. So it's kind of a little crazy. So I was just asking, like, do you have a simpler uh, CRM? We use ManyChat right now, but is, that yeah. gets a little crazy too sometimes. So I was just seeing if there's yeah. something. No, yeah, we, we just use the labels in here. We I've, I've searched and searched for a good Instagram CRM that actually attaches on a mobile device. And it, there's just not one out there yet. The, the, best, the best way we organize them is like uh, just with these filters, like you already said you're using. Um, I can tell you how we use them. Maybe it'll help you organize them better. Okay. Um, but flagged flagged for us is if we're going to reach out to somebody and we say, yo, thanks for the follow. That's typically our opening message. Um, you can see I just got a little lead magnet message there. 30K. <laughs> Perfect um, ad advertisement for this uh, for this training. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can see flagged typically means for us uh, that a lead looks like they'd be qualified. So we're going to make sure we flag it to follow up with later. Uh, booked means they're, they're currently booked in for a call, like actively. Ordered means that we've walked them through the script and they just weren't quite ready to book in, but they were qualified. Paid means they're already a client. Don't message them. <laughs> and then shipped or sorry, shipped means that they've uh, been qualified and they're, you know, they weren't quite ready to book in. Ordered means that they're currently um, a qualified lead that we're trying to book in. So that's kind of what our CRM, that's the CRM we sort of use. And, and that's all just like, I've never seen that before. So that's great. I mean, this is why this call is so valuable. 
Um, is that all within Instagram? And I think, did you call them tags? Yeah, they're labels. Uh, they're called Instagram labels. You can like edit the labels or whatever. And you have to create, uh, most people are started off on a creator account on Instagram. You have to switch over to a business account. Perfect. That's great. Let's keep rolling. If you guys have any other questions, um, just keep dropping them in the chat. And we'll keep rolling. But now I want to go to middle of funnel. So we've talked about the top of funnel piece. Uh, ads starting at $30 a day to reels, $15 each depending on your audience, right? Auto-targeting, if you've got qualified followers, if you don't have qualified followers, go targeted first. And just to be super clear, I imagine if you start here, right? Then eventually you're going to have so many qualified followers that then you can just do auto-targeting. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Yes. Perfect. I, my, I always tell people like, once you got 500 people, just do auto. Amazing. Fantastic. So let's talk about middle of funnel, dude. What is middle of funnel for you? Yeah, middle of funnel for us, uh, when you're just trying to go from like zero to 30K a month mm -hmm. is super, super simple. We typically have one lead magnet, um, which isn't even really like a lead magnet. It's just like a, a free training. Um, and it's a way to get people to inbound message us. Um, and then we post uh, like a like typically like one really good uh, YouTube piece of content, which is like our story, our story video. I call it the my story video. And that lead magnet is just simply a way to start a conversation, send somebody like a somewhere between eight and 30 minutes long, you know, video about your typically your unique mechanism or how you get people results. Um, and it kind of goes into detail so people can, you know, get to know who you are and what you offer. Just a practical question. Uh, I don't know if you've tested this. Have you tested it also being like uh, the ad? is the call to action is like follow and we'll send you the lead magnet. Uh, I've never tested follow and we'll send you the lead magnet. No, you could, you could try that. I think we've done something like that in the past and it crushed because it's just that extra bit of incentive. And one of the things you could also do, and and again, this is, we're, we're diving into Grayson system. So this is me going off script and just sharing an idea um, is uh, one of the things you can do is what, what's your first opening message, Grayson? Like what's, what's typically the tone of it? Yeah. It's just a super simple conversation starter. It's, it's something you can either just say like, Hey, what's up first name or just yo first name. Thanks for the follow. Cool. Okay. So you can, you can totally do that. And I think like you would, you want to test that as well. Cause I think that that's just a really straightforward way to do it. One of the other things that we found worked really well when we did Instagram and obviously on Facebook as well is like, uh, hey, first name, thanks for the follow. When you followed, you were supposed to get access to XYZ training. Has someone already got that over to you? Question mark. And oftentimes like people will go like, no, I haven't got it. And you're like, fantastic. Here is the link, by the way. And then you just start a conversation from there. So using the lead magnet as uh, one of the reasons to give it to follow you, one of the first things you do to send over to demonstrate value from that first moment is really, really powerful. Now, how do you get people to, to watch this long form piece? Is that a part of the script? Are you, is that after a call? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So the, the long form, like the story video, that's typically, you're going to promote that across Instagram using your story and then also in the DMs. So, you know, if, if you're walking someone through the DM script and they don't seem like they're, you know, super warm, they're giving you one word responses. They're not, you know, they're obviously not gonna be ready to book in for a call. Then I'll typically just drop in like a helpful video, whether it's your lead magnet, whether it's your YouTube video um, and kind of just say, Hey, you know, hope this helps you on your way to your goal. Um, and then you just stop the conversation there and they feel like they've gotten some free value. And then I sort of wait for those people to re-engage. Um, but anyway, so it's story content, um, obviously retargeting ads, but I don't, I don't really typically tell people to launch retargeting ads until they have a, an audience to retarget it to yet. So just so I understand, if someone's not yet ready, 
and they've got some questions, you send them the long form video. And I imagine if someone has already booked in, you also send them the video. So either way, they're going to get the video. Yeah, either way, they're going to get the video. Um, we send it over like on a pre-call. In our pre-call sequence, we send over like testimonials, pre-call video, and a free training. Perfect. So so either way, just to be super clear, we're utilizing this, this long form YouTube content for every single person. Some people, we're using it as a nurture, nurture mechanism to warm them up because they're not yet ready to book a call or they're not quite the right fit or whatever it might be or they are the right fit, they have booked a call and so we send them the video anyway. Yep. Cool. And then just to be clear, we're speaking in different language here, but the My Story video, I imagine, is really similar to kind of the micro webinar format that we talk about. Would that be right? Yeah, I don't know what the micro webinar is, but it's like, I haven't looked at it that much, but this, typically the My Story YouTube video is just like, hey, like what is your story from like where you were to where you're at now? Just like, you know, it goes in depth on like who you are. That way people like, they don't get in the call and they're like, dude, tell me about you. Like, I don't know who you are, right? Yeah, yeah, so. totally. Yeah, one of, one of the ways that I think about it, be curious to know how you think about it, is the goal of this video is twofold. It's to get people to fall in love with you and to get people to fall in love with your mechanism. I don't even know how to draw something that would represent a mechanism, like a hammer or something. Let's let's do it. Like hammer. a gear? Like a gear? Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you draw a gear? Like, that's <laughs> like a flower. But I get what you're saying. It's like a unique mechanism. Perfect. Now, here's why I'm saying this. What what I don't do, and, and again, I would love to know what you think, Grayson. I don't necessarily talk a whole lot about the offer in the video. The video is not designed to go through all the details of the offer. It's not like I'm a coach and I help people with this. And so if we were to work together, this is what it looks like. The goal is your story and your unique way of seeing things, your mechanism, your perspective on the world. How, like A simple way to think about it is Russell Brunson's framework of old way and new way. Here is the way that most agency owners are scaling here is the new way it's packaging your expertise in your coaching business however you talk about it that's the goal the call's goal is to sell the offer not the video's goal do you feel similarly for that bro yeah definitely i don't talk about my offer at all in that my story video i'm simply just talking about my story like that's it so perfect great so does that kind of summarize middle of funnel i'll see if there's any questions here but is there anything else you want to add yeah i mean i think obviously it gets more complicated as you go on like now we have a mini course launching. We have, you know, three or four YouTube videos going out per week. We have retargeting ads with testimonials. We have retargeting ads with our lead magnet. We ask people to DM us certain words. So, but I think like just this, the most simplest version of it for getting to like just 30K a month is one valuable training, AKA lead magnet, and then one video that tells your story. Perfect. So love it. Bottom of funnel. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So basically the entire goal, the middle of funnel is not even to get them on a call but to get them into the DMs, like to get them to start a conversation. That's the entire goal of everything that we do. The entire goal of the top of the funnel, hey, let's just get followers. The entire goal of the middle of the funnel, let's have them watch our content and get them to DM us. Um, and the bottom of the funnel is actually how do we get them on the call. And the way we do it is super simple. Anybody that follows or anybody that engages with our content, reach out to them. And we kind of follow like the that stair-step DM method. And it's typically connect, qualify, convert. So anybody that engages follows we reach out we, we walk through a simple dm script can you share those three words again you said the goal is boom 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 yeah connect qualify convert and i think it's talking more's framework but it's it's you know it's really just like in its simplest form it's uh you know reach out connect it's like uh i think it is uh opener or appear which is like hey thanks for the follow opener which is something like uh an opening question hey are you a 
blank and it's usually like an ideal fit after you've opened it then it's like a this or that question i think you have the same framework in your notion mm -hmm. doc yep. um this or that hey are you an agency owner are you a coach whatever your kind of questions would be um then you move on to sort of the qualifying stage if they've if they're a little bit warmed up there now if they're not warmed up there i typically would shoot over a youtube video like if they're not responding if they're just sending over one word answers i'll shoot over a helpful youtube video and kind of yeah. just leave the conversation there and the great thing about that just for anyone who's wondering is like grayson and i are both pumping out a lot of video content but that's not what is necessary for this system. You don't need lots. You need some that's good, right? So it's better that you have one great video than you're pumping out four videos a week. Especially like for me, you're I don't crazy. know how you think about this, Grayson. It's like, I'm I'm playing such a long game with YouTube where I'm not po I'm not posting four videos a week because I think it's going to get me four as many four times as many leads this week, right? I'm playing a very long game with it. But what you need is like a mechanism video that sells people on your story and have a couple of videos around that if it's just helpful. Yeah, and I think it's almost, it's a little funny almost that you can get to 30,000 a month of recurring revenue with four video assets two reels that are ad creatives and two YouTube long form pieces of content. Those four video assets can get you to 30K a month, which is pretty crazy. So, yeah. That's and so all just, you need. just to be clear, you're saying there's one long form video, it's called the My Story video or like our version of the micro opener. And then another asset is just a helpful training on a particularly like painful problem that they have. Yeah, it's typically just like your, it, it details your unique mechanism, right? The way that you get people results. Yeah, great. So we're going to open up for questions shortly, but like, dude, looking at this, is there anything we've missed? Assuming people also want to go beyond 30K a month with this, what else should they yeah. be thinking about when it comes to the system? Yeah, once you kind of want to scale beyond, um, then it really becomes a middle of funnel game. The, you know, getting getting leads, getting followers is, you know, once you dial that in, that is the easiest kind of part, like getting more people to follow you, right? You just yeah. spend more on ads. Great. Yep. So it's the literally is go to a hundred a day yep. and then go to 200 a day and you just get more people. And obviously you just keep optimizing for the same stuff. How do I spend yeah. more money and get more qualified people in the funnel? Yeah. And that takes literally zero work besides, you know, the, the five thumb pushes with your finger to up the ad spend. Right. The, the hard part that actually takes consistent work over the next five years of doing it is the lead nurture is yep. like the middle of the funnel. Cause that is something you have to pump out a YouTube video every week for the next five years or like, you know what I mean? So right. that's the thing that you can never really stop doing besides retargeting ads, which is something that you can sort of do like in an evergreen way um, towards, you know, video assets that are also evergreen, but, yeah. you know, constantly releasing the YouTube videos is kind of like what you and I are doing is two, three, four videos a week that are value packed. So. Yeah. And, and to get everyone on the same page, right? We are growing, the, we're growing the audience right now. So like, let's just say every day you're, you're spending, let's, let's just keep it simple. Let's say every day you're getting 10 followers, right? So you're getting 300 across a month. You're spending whatever. There are a portion of those that are now buyers. There are a bunch of those that are not fits. And there are another bunch that are, are not yet buyers. And so the people in the not yet category, we either ignore them. And that's how most people build funnels where either leads either buy or die, or we get really good at lead nurture and playing the long game. And we understand that this person might not be ready now, but they might be ready in six days or six weeks or six months, which is why- That's the this most is, important part. Yeah, which is why it's way more than just run a real ad, send some messages, book some calls, because there's this whole pool of people that we're building constantly, this audience. We're like, to give, to give you some perspective, Grayson, you have 15,000 followers. Most of them have come through the strategy. And you're working right now with 50 to 60 clients, right? Yeah, we've got like about 60 active clients and they've all come from Instagram. You're working with 60 people, but you still have 15,000 followers. So there is a lot of people in the not now category. So how do you think about that when it comes to lean nurture? Yeah, so I mean, I think um, 
in terms of lead nurture, like it is a game that I am playing for a long time. And that's, it's a hard, you know, in the beginning, if you're really, you know, you need the cash, it can be tricky to like have that long-term vision. Like I did at the beginning, I was like, I need cash now. Yeah. Um, and that's where you can kind of like, you know, burn through all the followers you get, really try and push into booking for a call, get the people that are low hanging fruit. Um, but once you're in that position, I'm pretty much just focusing on, you know, getting the people that are ready now, but that doesn't mean that it's just the people that follow me a day ago and now they're ready. It's the people that have been following me for six months. Like I just had a call, a guy that I hopped on a sales call with a year ago, just closed this week because right. he's been following me every day. I posted a video every day for the last year and now he's going to pay me, you know, 7,500 bucks. So yeah. it took a year to do it, but I've been nurturing him for a year and some people might take five years and that's perfectly fine too. Like they might, they might be a, a 17 year old kid doesn't have a business yet. And in five years, I'll be the one they pick because they've been following me the whole time. So. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Totally get it. So, so we'll open up for questions just a moment. But is there anything else you want to add around that scaling beyond uh, 30K a month? Like you mentioned retargeting ads. What does that look like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the cool part about Instagram is that like, even if someone didn't opt into your email list, you can basically say, Hey, if you engaged in my profile at all, I'm going to force myself in front of you every single day <laughs> right. using the algorithm and using retargeting ads. So we run a couple different types of retargeting ads. Um, one that we're actually testing right now, which I think will be pretty cool is retargeting ads to get people to go to YouTube. Um, and I th it's working decently well so far, um, getting people from Instagram to YouTube. Um, but the main thing in terms of retargeting ads it, for us is getting people to message us. Because again, the, the goal of the middle of the funnel is to get people to, to DM us. And so if that's the goal, then we want retargeting ads that are DM ads typically. What most people do is they just run DM ads to a top of funnel cold audience. We only run DM ads to people that are middle of funnel, already know who we are. Um, and so that's a typically a, a DM ad that we send over some sort of free resource, lead magnet, whatever it is. Yep. Um, or a super deep funnel ad, which would be like a DM ad. Hey, this is a testimonial of me and a client. That could also be a retargeting ad where you get people to message you to learn more. And I think what's really important about this is like, we, we've we done this, like we ran an agency, we did a lot of this, but it was like without retargeting, it was just cold DMs. That can totally work. It's just a crazy numbers game. Like if you're, if you're showing up in the uh, feed of strangers and you're being like, Hey, if you're this kind of person, you want a free training, send me a message. You're having to really build out the side of the business with virtual assistants and appointment setters. And it's just much harder. There's a lot of complexity there. So I love this model a lot around optimizing for followers because getting a low engaged follower or a low quality follower versus a low quality message is less time consuming. And so I think like targeting people who have engaged and you're talking about with this, this is just a custom audience, right? The retargeting is just a custom audience. Yeah. So I think inside of the ads manager, you can, you can literally target, uh, you can target your followers now. So inside of Facebook ads, you got to retarget. You just literally press who do you want to uh, your followers. Yep. Love it. That's yep. great. Anything else you want to add or should we just go to questions now? That's pretty much it. I mean, the, uh, I think the hard, I think the thing that most, most of my clients that have success with this funnel um, they have really good messaging. And I think yeah. messaging is probably the number one indicator of whether this is going to crash for you or not, because there's a million coaches out there in every single niche, no matter what niche you're in. And if you're not, you know, if there's not a reason someone would follow you versus anybody else, um, then there's no reason to follow you, right? People follow me because my ad creatives look 
unlike anybody else's in terms of the quality, the editing, the things that I'm talking about. I don't think there's anybody else that could talk about the same things. And so people follow me for that reason. But, if, you know, you've got to kind of figure out what is the unique thing of why people are going to follow you and yeah. resonate. Um, and then the second thing I would just say is being yourself. And I think Dan talks about this all the time. It's just like, you know, be unapologetically you. Um, you know, don't look at the typical bro marketers out there and try and copy them. Like just be unapologetically you to talk about the steak diet, talk about the the rape, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> and uh, just be unapologetically you. That's kind of how I love it, it dude. So on a, uh, I had a practical question for a second. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. I can't remember what it was. We'll do back to it. Um, so if you guys have a question, feel free to just unmute and uh, jump in. Hey, Grayson, I was, I was curious. Um, so I've always run like top of the funnel DM ads and it's always elite magnet and our lead magnet is like a free course and it it's crushed it for us for like years, but I've never ran it to the point where it's like only an app for following me. So have you tested both top of the funnel? And if you have, like, what was the difference you saw? Cause we also get followers from our DM ads, but I'm just curious, like, what is the yeah. difference? If you've tested both a top of funnel. Yeah. I mean, it's just a different, it's almost like a different, uh, funnel because you're not, you're not looking at lead nurture as much. You're looking more at like, you know, it's like a direct response funnel almost with, yeah. you know, the messaging just happens to be on Instagram. Um, you know, it's like a, it's like a mini course funnel. So it's less so like a, an actual kind of social funnel. It's more of what Dan was saying, like, uh, like a, a buy or die. I can't remember what it was like a, yeah, yeah. Uh, funnel would lead, lead to the buy or die. Yeah. And that's why I don't like running DM ads top of funnel is because I want to build my following of people that are going to convert over the long term. Um, but you know, if you have DM ads that are crushing a top of funnel, no reason to to stop them. I just think that, mm -hmm. you know, top of funnel follower ads to build a following that you can nurture for the long run is key. But you know, if you're also getting followers from DM ads, then that's also great. You'd probably get more followers if you ran an actual follower ad. And you, your cost per DM would probably go down significantly if the people already kind of followed you and knew who you were and had a little bit of trust. But For sure. I'm definitely going to test it. Yeah. Thank and, you. Thank but you. what Grayson said is really key there, dude. If you've got a funnel that's working, don't fix what isn't broken. So, so look at what we're talking about here on this call and figure out what can you integrate and test within the system that's already working for you rather than blowing it up and doing a whole new thing if what's working for you is uh, working great. I want to yeah. speak to a moment um, to KPIs because all of, this is a very KPI-driven system, which means you need to track your numbers all the way through. The most important number with this is the cost to acquire a client, right? So when you're running at paid advertising, that's the most important number. So you can have an absurd cost per qualified follower, but if you're converting stacks of people and your cost to get a $7,500 client is 750 bucks, the answer is don't really change anything, just spend more. Right. And yeah. so when and it our, comes to KPIs for you, dude, how do you think about that? Because obviously that's a really key piece of you're spending money. You don't want to waste money. How do you think about tracking the numbers? Yeah. We look at uh, pretty much the same metrics you probably look at on Facebook. So we look at DMs and then, you know, conversation rate out of those DMs that we've sent. Um, out of that, we look at how many are actually qualified. Um, and then out of the qualified, how many book in and then out of the book in. Like, so it's like a typical, you know, tracking system. I think the only thing that most people don't track is qualified like how many leads are actually qualified. And that's a really, really key thing for us. Um, like if I launch a whole new batch of ad creatives, and all, all of a sudden our you know cost per qualified follower goes up significantly. Maybe I should <laughs> change the ad creatives. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how we look at KPIs. But I mean, the biggest thing is like obviously cost to acquire a client. 
which it's hard to track all sorts of things with, with this funnel because you can't track everything because Instagram doesn't make it easy, but you can track a cost per qualified or cost per acquisition. Um, and so for us with this funnel, I just upped the ad spend from, you know, 150 bucks a day to 500 bucks a day, which is pretty significant. Um, so I haven't figured out what it's going to be at this scale yet. But previously when we were doing 150 bucks a day, our cost per acquisition on a $7,500 program um, was around $600, including setter commission, which is really, really good for a yeah. you know, $7,500 program. Um, we were profitable after the second weekly payment, which is key. So, um, but you know, I just upped the ad spend like crazy. I have no idea if uh, it's still going <laughs> to track that well, probably that means a client, that means about a client every day and a half, which would be quite a bit. But. Yeah. By the way, if you guys are looking for appointment setting stuff, what, what Grace and I have probably very similar because there's just best practices around appointment sitting that don't really change. The biggest thing with, with scripting, and you can go through our training on this, and I just dropped even in the chat earlier, um, and I'll, I'll repost it here, but um, just some reach out scripts that you can use, is adopting and adapting it for your market, right? So it's really figuring out like, what do my followers respond to? What is my tone of voice? What words would I use and not use? It's less about finding the perfect script and it's more about creating the perfect script for you. So like the script that we used is this, uh, if anybody wants to take a screenshot or whatever, it's a super simple framework. It's just uh, up here, yo, thanks for the follow, opener. Hey, are you a coach or an agency owner? This or that, are you trying to scale? Or are you trying to continue running the agency? Whatever it might be. Gap, you know, what's kind of the revenue goal next month? Need, what do you think you need in order to get there? Help, would you like some help doing that? Suggest, suggest hopping on a call. Are you down to jump on a call? We can go over details. Sweet, shoot over the invite, confirm that they're going to be there. That's kind of like the basic script that we use. It's just a framework. In terms of our actual script, I like to kind of do it my my tonality. So like I say yo and I say dude a lot. I'm an American. I'm a bro. I'm 20 years old. So I say yo, yo and bro a lot. <laughs> um, and so I like to reflect that in my stuff. So I say yo, thanks for the thanks for the follow with like an emoji. Right. So that's kind of a that's kind of like the script that we use. Love but, it. Thanks for sharing that, bro. Super generous. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in if I can. Go for it. Yep. Great thanks, to have you here, Richie. Yeah, thanks. Good to good to meet you. See you all. Um, look, I've had a bit of tech trouble, so I don't know if you answered this already. Um, for going that gap between sort of ten to thirty k Grayson um, in monthly uh, revenue, would this be the best strategy? I heard you mention stuff about assets, uh, like that YouTube story video. Like, um, what would be your recommended best path? That's that's what I'm really looking for here to get uh, in terms of long form assets. Yeah, like uh, I do have, I could use, you know, ad spend. Like I've got some money put away for that. Um, I was thinking maybe I've got to do the organic strategy first, but then listening to this, I was like, oh, maybe that would be a quicker way to get there. This is an annoying yeah. answer. I'll get let Grayson answer as well, but we did no, cover I thought a I might get one. start. No, no, no. It's yeah. more like at the very start, we went through some of these things. So Grayson can answer now, but if you rewatch the replay, that'll be uploaded in a couple of hours. You'll see like all of the- Yeah, here, do no, I figured I'd get that. No, Grayson, jump in, brother. Yeah, it's just two big key assets. It's a my story video, which kind of details your story of, you know, zero to hero, like your personal story. Um, and then the second yeah. is just like a something that details what you actually do. So for me, like our unique mechanism, the way we get people results is using this social funnel I just talked about. And so I have a I have a twenty or thirty minute video um, that explains how to do that. And so for you, let's say I don't know what niche you're in, but however you get people results, making sort of like an in depth video. And um, that goes over that. That's those are the two key assets. Yeah. yeah, no, that's pretty much what I got. Thank you. Sweet. Hey, real quick, Grayson. Uh, how do you enter? How do you use either of them? 
How do you use the, the the mechanism one? Is that the lead magnet? Oh yeah. So that's going to be your lead magnet to start. And then long-term you can start doing like kind of what Dan teaches with implementing like a full mini course or some sort of other lead magnet where you actually collect emails. But at the beginning, if your goal is just to get messages, you can just, you know, make a really simple loom video training on your unique mechanism, um, putting your bio DM with the word, you know, grow or whatever it might be. And then I'll send you the training. Um, and then that's also something that it's just a way to get people to message you. And you can also create posts throughout the week on your story. Hey, DM me the word X or whatever. And I'll, I'll drop that free training. Uh, so that's kind of how we get people. That's how we use that asset. Got it. So like I have, uh, I am switching over to from VSL, uh, click link, contact info, like a gated 20 minute video to like a DM to get more conversation started. So I'm probably just going to use Dan's uh, micro webinar thing, which perfect. will discuss my mechanism and story and just all in one. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, my, my last question is if I'm at 30, trying to get to 60, what should I be trying to focus on now as I'm just starting this? Yeah. Do you have a decent sized following? Uh, about 20 K. Um, I don't think, I don't, I don't think all of them are like qualified folks, but yeah, decent size. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, with 20,000 followers, even if, you know, a quarter of those people are qualified or even 10%, um, you have enough people to probably be to probably to be doing more than you currently are. Not to say that mm -hmm. you can't still focus on top of funnel, um, but I think middle of funnel will be a, a big focus for you right now. Is how do we actually nurture the people and get them to buy? Um, like it's not a, like you know Dan's the one that taught me this. It's not always a lead volume problem; it's a lead nurture problem a lot of times. And um, mm -hmm. I think you, it sounds like you have a good amount of volume. So maybe you know creating long form assets once a week, or maybe even twice a week. You know, we just got up, I just ramped up to like three or four YouTube videos a week that are pretty high quality. So that's a great way you can post those on your story every day. You can, you know, frame those free trainings or DM me this and I'll send you an unlisted YouTube video, all sorts of stuff you can do to nurture your audience. So that plus retargeting ads, I think would be valuable for you right now towards your audience. Sweet. And then the retargeting is typically uh, DM me to start more conversations yeah, hundred percent. Cause you probably have a ton of people tucked away in your audience that just haven't reached out yet. But if you gave, mm -hmm. you know, instead of saying, Hey, like, you know, reach out if you want to buy my program, if you just say, Hey, reach out and I'll send you something that's completely free from, you know, like a, like a lead magnet, free PDF, free guide, super easy to get people to start that conversation. And then once the conversation is opened, you know, that they exist, then you can actually walk them through the rest of the script and book them in for a call. Sweet. Super valuable. I appreciate this. Dude, seriously, thank you so much for showing up to this call and just bringing this is so generous. And um, uh, for anyone who is looking forward to kind of diving more into Grayson's story, I'm going to record a podcast with him in one hour. And so, uh, you know, when that's out, you guys can dive into that as well. But Grayson, appreciate you a ton, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. For everyone who attended, or if you're catching the replay right now, thanks for watching and uh, go make some money. Thanks for listening to another episode of Scale School. I hope you found something valuable in today's episode. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do that so you can be notified every time we drop future episodes. And if you and I have not already connected, feel free to track me down on any one of the social media platforms. My big head and smiling face are no doubt going to be there. And you can just search my name, Dan Bolton, and we can connect there. But thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you in a future episode.